Five Mistakes That Eat Your Profits, Part 2. This is not the reaction you want to be having when you're looking at your profit statement. You do not want to be pulling your hair out, right? Hey, this is Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. Thanks for being part of the conversation. Smash that like button. Bring something to make notes with and bring your questions. This is 21st Century Television, live and interactive. And, you know, sometimes we are bringing information that is so relevant, so dangerous that media companies knock us off the air. So today what we've got is part two of five mistakes that eat your profits. This imagine being able to just have your staff running your company while you go fishing, you know, out on the ocean, enjoying the breeze, having some good company along with you, telling stories, catching fish, just relaxing, knowing that things are going well, sales are happening, customers are getting what they've ordered, profits are increasing. What would that be like? You know, maybe it's not fishing for you. Maybe it's taking a road trip with the family or going to, you know, finally getting that second honeymoon with your wife. Now that the kids are older, being able to do that and not have to, just imagine, not have to worry about it because you know your staff's got it. The processes are under control. Doesn't matter what the economy's doing. You refuse to participate in any kind of inflationary problems, any kind of recessionary problems. You are crushing it, your team, because you've built a team that's crushing it. Well, here's one of the five mistakes that business leaders, entrepreneurs make. Certainly, you're not making this mistake, not implying that, but your competition might be, which will put you in a good position. And here it is. Are you mapping out your processes within your business? Better yet, are you having your leaders within your company map out the processes within your business. Especially when you're implementing changes, you need to do that. That is a best practice. You're likely doing that. It's already included in your policy and procedure manual, right? Every procedure has a process map with it. That's best practice. There's a lot of reasons for that because it is efficient. It is money saving because it's clear how things are supposed to operate. People get a, a verbal, a written, and a visual graphic, they are much more likely going to be able to do the process as intended. Plus, it provides good conversation for what needs to be changed. Now, here's here's where this really kicks in as a major mistake. Not doing that creates a problem when implementing changes. Like, let's use software as an example. Yeah, bear in mind, the uh, Ken Blanchard companies state that based on research, 70% of changes that companies make fail to deliver the business results that they are, you know, that they thought they would get at the beginning. This is very true. Heard this in, in this from software people for years, for decades, that two thirds of the software installations don't get the results. So let's use that as an example. When uh, I was working for an aircraft design and manufacturing company, we, on one of the major aircraft programs, we changed the engineering system, the CAD, the computer-aided engineering and design system. It was a $40 million multi-year effort. And when we did that, we went through all the processes and how we and how we went about engineering new products, how we went about changing current products. 
and looked at what do we do? What are the tools that were needed to make it to, to make it better? What tools were available that hadn't been to you know ten years before? Today, what's available that wasn't six months ago? Right, <laughs> with the rate of new AI-based tools and, and other changes that are coming. And we went through we went through all the processes, and that was extensive. Now that was a big effort. Here was the bottom line: when we got done, we had changed the way the products were developed at that company. We changed the way that aircraft were developed. Now, we didn't do that alone. We, even though we had a significant, a significantly large team working on this for a while, and this was all above and beyond normal job duties too. No one was doing this full time. We looked at best practices processes that worked really well in other parts of the company and other aircraft design and manufacturing efforts that had uh, gotten lots of press and made the industry go, whoa, here's something new. Look at how good this works and how we could incorporate that in. But we made sure that we mapped out the process and understood what we were changing. And we got a phenomenal result at the end. Saved hundreds of millions of dollars across the life of that particular product and even more on the development of other products going forward. Another company that did some work with, they did not do that. They bought a software system, installed it, changed all of the, in, in spite of rather, um, shall we say, passionate advice against that. Installed it out of the box as it was, changed all the company's processes to match that and immediately got themselves into a contract problem with their with one of their major customers because it. Uh, the, the the software they'd installed didn't include processes and data capture that were contractually required. Cost them millions of dollars. Instead of saving, ended up being a massive cost. Now, these are examples from larger companies, but think about it with your company. You know, when you get up to 35 plus people in your company, how well do you know what everybody's doing? Does everybody have a clear picture? No, not necessarily. Plus, you've got new, you've got people that have been with you from the start, and you've got new people coming on board. How do you communicate with them? How do you have your team keep up with change as well? They need to map out not just you, not just you, but this is a way to develop your team so that you can go on that second honeymoon, so you can go on that fishing trip. And by the way, if you like fishing. We've got something for you, and we're going to be doing some big game fishing with some top business leaders, and we're going to talk business and catch some major large fish and have the photo proof and the good stakes to prove it. So if you're interested in that, uh, catch this banner. Let me set this up for you here. You know, shoot me an email at info at adventureceo.com. We'll get you some more details on that. We're coming back to the issue of having your team understand what is going on and to be flexible. This is also, you know, bonus tip. This also ties into their ability to be able to adapt quickly to changes and be able to communicate those quickly to you, but also to the people that they're leading within your company. It's also makes it much easier for people to, to come on board. You're bringing top talent in, right? That you need for your company to grow. You don't want them coming in and being really confused. And I'll tell you what, all the companies that I worked for before I went, into consulting and then started my own company. Only one had a solid onboarding process where they went through procedures, assigned a mentor. So this is another bonus tip, second bonus tip here. And had it very clear in their policy and procedure. Look, here's how we operate. So think about that. Most companies don't. So if you do, that gives you strategic advantage. If you're mapping out your processes 
and using that as a key piece of your communication with your with your people as part of your communication, you know, team communication process, keeping everybody on board, it's going to give you a strategic advantage because most companies don't do that. That's why 70% don't get the result that they thought they would. You need, I'll just leave it at that. We've got four more tips in this series. This is part two. And there's lots of bonuses within each one. I mean, just think about that. Map out the process. Have your people map out the processes so it's clear what they're doing. One last quick story. I was was talking with the CEO of a bank, a significant bank, a regional here in, in the Southwest. He pointed out that every five years, he requires everybody from first-line supervisor up to C-suite to map out all the processes, all the steps in the processes that they're responsible for in their span of control as managers. So you can imagine, I think it's pretty complicated by the time you get up to C-suite. Every five years, they have to map out every step and they have to justify why every step is necessary and how that adds value to the company, how that adds value to customer experience. Think about that. That's at a bank. And this is something that learned from manufacturing world, but this is in banking that it applied. And he said, you know what? It's the only way that we can keep unnecessary bureaucracy from creeping in over time. It also keeps, you know, the first reason it also keeps management tuned in to how the company's operating. Third, it also identifies disconnects in broken processes. And fourth, gives them a means of all talking together so they can improve how the company operates to keep it more competitive, more productive, more profitable. So this is Monday, Monday Mastery. Think about that. And also just to throw in to, to something about today, since this is August 22nd, 2022, this is the day that in, I'm going to look over here. So I got the right info for you. In 1902, Cadillac Motors was founded. So think about that. Henry Leyland always thought there was someone named Cadillac that started the company, right? Because a lot of auto companies are like, nope, not the case. Henry Leyland founded Cadillac in Detroit in 1902. And he named it after Antoine de la Mothe Cadillac, who happened to be the founder of Detroit. How cool was that? You know, six years later, Cadillac instituted the idea of interchangeable parts. An idea that came from mapping their processes, knowing how they were operating, how to simplify things, how to be more flexible, how to keep costs down. And that was, so that was where Cadillac, founded in 1902, eventually led to what's standard procedure now in manufacturing across the world. Seems, seems logical, right? Why wouldn't you have interchangeable parts between different models? in uh in different cars on the production line but that was not standard in those days and it came from cadillac so something that cadillac brought to the table map out your processes have your people map out your processes and explain them to you justify why they're doing what they're doing and if you're implementing something new a software system bringing new tools into the company use that as an opportunity to find disconnects misalignments broken processes and have a conversation about how everything can be changed to be more, more efficient and more effective at delivering customer value. Better customer experience. Do we glad you did? Then you can continue to refuse to, to participate in any kind of recession, inflation, any economic chaos that the headlines use to scare other people. You can go fishing because you know it's going to run smooth. Thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch. Please smash that like button. 
Glad to have you part of the conversation. I'm Wolf, and I will see you on the trail.